This is a Stand with Lynette podcast. You have episode 55, Standing for Truth Without Fostering Contention. What would your life be like if you knew you could stand firmly on the covenant path, come what may? My name is Lynette Shepard, and I am here to help you do just that. If you are a Latter-day Saint woman with a desire to brighten your faith as the world grows darker, you are in the right place. Together, let's stand. Hello, hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of Stand with Lynette. I've been doing a lot of interviews lately, which is awesome. I had kind of a backlog of interviews that I recorded quite a while ago, and I've been trying to get those all published for you because they are all amazing, but I'm kind of getting to the end of my interviews. I think I have one left, and so today I'm going to do a solo episode. I will just tell you that I'm kind of wrapping up this season of the podcast right now. My daughter's graduating from high school in a couple weeks, and then, you know, it's summer, and I don't know about you, but summer, I want to be with my family and I want to have that time to just really focus on my daughter before she leaves for college. And I am working feverishly to write a book for all of you, which I'm really hoping to get finished over the summer. And so I'm going to take a break from the podcast for the summer and focus on the book and focus on my family and some other things that I've been wanting and needing to do. So we're going to have this episode today, which is a solo episode that I'm really excited about. And then I have an interview Um, for next week. And then we may do one solo episode after that to kind of wrap things up. And then we're going to take a break for the summer. And when we come back, there's going to be some exciting things happening around here. And I am looking forward to that. But for today, we're going to talk a little bit about President Nelson's talk called Peacemakers Needed from the last general conference in April of 2023. I've been thinking a lot about his talk and his counsel and what that means for me and what that maybe means for all of you who are out there listening. So we're going to dive into it a little bit, but I wanted to just let you know that if you didn't know, I have compiled a list of all of the invitations from April 2023 General Conference into one beautiful printable PDF that you can print off for free and use as a study companion with the conference edition of the Liahona or your Gospel Library app or however you study those talks. This makes a good study resource in addition to that. Again, it's totally free for you. I will put an episode, or I'm sorry, I will put a link to go grab your copy in the show notes of this episode. If you'd like to, it will be there for your studying pleasure. All right, my friends, let's get into today's topic, which is, like I said, kind of referring back to President Nelson's talk called Peacemakers Needed. And the title of the episode is Standing for Truth Without Fostering Contention. So in the last few weeks since General Conference, I have spent a lot of time in prayer and self-reflection, especially in regards to President Nelson's counsel to avoid contention. In light of the work that I do in sharing my faith online, I have been asking myself the question, is it I? Have I been contributing to the contention that President Nelson has asked us to avoid? And I don't believe that I am a contentious person by nature. In fact, I hate contention. I want to hide from it. I want to run from it. But 
public discussions about religion and politics, we all know, can turn into a battleground. And if I am involved in the public discourse about faith, does that make me part of this problem? If I boldly declare truth that may offend some people and people then argue and contend over my words, am I the cause of that contention? And if so, what can I change about my approach? If you listened to episode 35, you know that the Lord made it really clear to me with the most incredible spiritual experience of my life that he needed me to go right into the middle of all of the contention and the controversy surrounding the church and boldly testify of truth. But with the prophet's plea to avoid contention, I have been struggling to determine how I can follow the Lord onto a public stage that is clearly surrounded by contention, while simultaneously heeding the prophet's plea to become a peacemaker. As I have pondered how to proceed, my New Testament Come Follow Me study has taken an intentional turn. As I have read the stories about Jesus and have watched him interact with others, I have paid really close attention to how he, as the only perfect person to ever walk the earth, responded to criticism. While his gospel was and is a message of peace and goodwill, he was surrounded by controversy for the entirety of his mortal ministry. Many people, especially the religious leaders of the day, they did not like him. They repeatedly accused him of blasphemy because he called himself the son of God. They tried to bait him and catch him in his words, looking for every reason to either cast him out of their myths or even to kill him. Although I am not yet finished with my New Testament study, paying attention to how the Savior handled criticism, mockery, and attempted provocation has been very instructive for me. While each situation that he faced was different, a clear pattern has emerged through my study. When people challenged his teachings or tried to catch him in his words, Jesus did not back down or recount what he said. He did not adjust his teachings to align with what the masses wanted to hear. Sometimes he said nothing. Other times he calmly and confidently responded to conflict and criticism with truth. He always stood his ground, never wavering in his commitment to teach the things his father needed him to teach, regardless of how people received his teachings. He was much more interested in establishing truth and doctrine than the potential offenses it could cause. One account in John chapter 6 made a deep impression on me. It is a story of people who followed Jesus because they had heard about the miracle of the loaves and the fishes. They had heard how he had taken a few loaves and fishes and multiplied them and fed 4,000 or 5,000 people, and they wanted him to feed them. And when he instead taught them that he was the bread of life and that all who came unto him would never hunger or thirst, these people no longer wanted to hear what he had to say. They wanted physical food, not spiritual food. And from that time forth, many disciples were offended and walked with him no more. Jesus asked his 12 apostles if they were also offended and wanted to leave. And that is when Peter, in all of his characteristic exuberance, declared, But Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. I will always love Peter's answer because it so perfectly describes how I feel today. 
It is why I stay in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints when so many people now choose to walk away. I stay because the path to eternal life is found within the context of the restored gospel of Jesus Christ. But what can we learn from the way the Prince of Peace responded to those who opposed him, mocked him, and persecuted him for teaching the truth? We can learn that Jesus spoke truth boldly and unapologetically, even when it offended people. He did not shrink or change his stance when others pushed back against what he said. He held his ground and calmly brought everything back to the truth. From this, we can conclude that boldly speaking truth, even in the face of opposition, is not the same thing as contention. Why? Because Jesus did not use Satan's tactics. There is a difference between conflict and contention. Elder Dieter F. Uchtdorf taught, quote, Conflict is inevitable. It is a condition of mortality. It is part of our test. Contention, however, is a choice. It is one way that some people choose to respond to conflict. Close quote. In today's public discourse, it often feels as if conflict and contention are synonymous because disagreements quickly escalate to full-blown fighting, complete with mudslinging and character attacks. I have experienced this firsthand, as maybe some of you have. A couple of months ago, I posted a reel on my Instagram account that now has over 70,000 views. It was about my experience as a woman in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and how I felt empowered rather than marginalized. I knew it would be controversial before ever publishing it because the topic of women in the church is a concern for many people, and it is a polarizing topic for many people. But at first, after I published it, the comments that were coming in were all positive, with many people expressing gratitude for my willingness to say what was in their hearts. But after the first couple of days, as the reel started to gain traction and more people started to view it and share it, the negative comments started rolling in. And some of those comments were direct attacks on my character from people whom I had never met. One of the commenters who fell into that camp then started commenting on some of my other posts. One of those posts was about my missionary daughter, and she told me how sad it was that this daughter had me as a mom. I had never met this woman before, and because she did not agree with my position surrounding women in the church, she decided that it was okay for her to go ahead and throw out some personal attacks, not just about me, but about my family and my parenting and how I raised my kids, of which she had no idea really what that was looking like. But other people were doing similar things, and I finally got so stressed out that I just turned off the comments because that's not the kind of environment that I want to create on my page. But because my account is still pretty small, my experience is nothing compared to the experiences of other Latter-day Saint content creators that I know and interact with. One covenant-keeping gay Latter-day Saint whom I follow on Instagram, who, by the way, is a light and an inspiration to me, has received death threats from other members of the church. Can you imagine this? Death threats from other members of the church. Some people have publicly told him to, quote, burn in hell or rot in purgatory and, quote, stay away from our kids. 
They have told him that he is the devil reincarnated and should not be allowed in the temple, even though he is living his covenants. While I try to give others the benefit of the doubt because I do not know their motives, as followers of Jesus Christ, we must never use our position on different points of doctrine as an excuse to, as President Nelson said, condemn malign, vilify, or destroy the reputation of anyone who does not agree with us or believe what we believe. If we, who claim to follow Jesus Christ, talk to people the way people talk to my friend on Instagram, how will we ever convince others to follow us into the waters of baptism? How will we convince those in the church who are struggling in their faith to stay if we can't even treat each other with civility and decency? Perhaps that is why President Nelson felt it necessary to say that, quote, those who foster contention are taking a page out of Satan's playbook, whether they realize it or not. We cannot support Satan with our verbal assaults and then think we can still serve God, close quote. Let me repeat that last line. We cannot support Satan with our verbal assaults and then think we can still serve God. But... If we want to follow in the footsteps of the master, we too can be bold and unapologetic in our declarations of truth. As we do so, we must remember that conflict and contention are not the same thing. Will people disagree with us and take offense when we speak the truth with such boldness? Undoubtedly, yes. People did that with Jesus too. In his conference talk, President Nelson said, Quote, I am not talking about peace at any price, close quote. In the footnote for that phrase, he clarified, being a peacemaker does not require us to agree with the ideas or beliefs of others. That also means that others may not agree with our ideas and beliefs. Some may try to contend with our declarations of truth, just like they did with the Savior himself when he was teaching them on the earth. But the master was more concerned with teaching truth than causing offense. He was willing, even obligated, to do his Father's will, which included teaching the truths of eternity and the reality of our Heavenly Father's plan. He never shrunk from that responsibility, no matter how intense the opposition or how many people he offended in the process. President Dallin H. Oaks taught, Even as we seek to be meek and to avoid contention, we must not compromise or dilute our commitment to the truths we understand. We must not surrender our position or our values. The gospel of Jesus Christ and the covenants we have made inevitably cast us as combatants in the eternal contest between truth and error. There is no middle ground in that contest. Loving kindness is required, but a follower of Christ, just like the master, will be firm in the truth, close quote. It all comes back to the first two great commandments. First, love God, then love our neighbors. To be effective in sharing truth, we have to get the order correct. If we put our love for God first, he will help us to see how to approach our neighbors with love and compassion, especially when they disagree with us. President Nelson taught, quote, in situations that are highly charged and filled with contention, I invite you to remember Jesus Christ, 
Pray to have the courage and wisdom to say or do what he would, close quote. I think that right there is the crux. We need to approach contentious situations with a prayerful heart. The Lord can and will help us to know what to say and do in these situations. And each situation is unique. So we may feel inspired to do or say different things depending on the context and what is happening. We may feel inspired to boldly declare doctrine. We may feel inspired to listen and learn from those who are struggling with the doctrine so we can build upon common ground. We may feel inspired to keep our mouths shut and say nothing at all. Or the Lord may lead us to do or say a thousand other things that will move the needle in the right direction. He knows. He can see the big big picture. He can share that information with us line upon line as we get into these situations that are challenging. But I believe the magic sauce often lies not in what we say, but in how we say it. There is a way to teach truth without being condescending or contentious towards those who believe differently. We can confidently share what we know or believe or what we have experienced within the context of the church without attacking others who may be on a different faith journey and have different experiences. We can, as Jeffrey R. Holland counseled, quote, defend our beliefs with courtesy and with compassion, but defend them, close quote. And when others attack us for our deeply held beliefs, and they will, and they do, we can remember the words of the master. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. Why would the Savior reward those who are persecuted for his sake if he did not know that such injustices would occur in the pursuit of living and sharing truth? Then, A few verses later, he tells us to let our light so shine before men so that we may glorify the Father. Jesus is clearly teaching in these verses that he needs his followers, including you and me, to stand up, stand out, and shine for all the world to see. He does not want us to hide our light under a bushel or shrink from the truth for fear of causing offense. In a world that is moving further and further away from his teachings, however, there are risks involved for those who choose to follow his counsel to shine. Among other things, we may be mocked, reviled, persecuted, and falsely accused of all manner of things, including, ironically, being unchristlike. In our world, that persecution may come in the form of nasty comments and character attacks in response to faith-promoting social media posts. It may come in our interactions with friends or with family members or with coworkers or other acquaintances. But because Christ taught us to shine our light by speaking truth in the face of darkness, opposition, and persecution, the act of doing so even if it stirs up controversy from unbelievers, is following him. I think it is also really important to remember that we can only control ourselves. We don't have control over the contention on Instagram, for example. We can't control how our friends and family members react when we share truth. We can only control what we say. 
and what we do. We can control how we show up and how we treat others and how we choose to represent Jesus Christ. And other people will will react however they will react. And we cannot control that. But I, for one, want to represent Jesus Christ well. I want to show up as the best, most Christ-like version of myself so that others can hopefully see Christ through me. But because I am human, I know I don't always get it right. And sometimes as I attempt to do this work, I feel a little bit like Nephi when he exclaimed, Oh, wretched man that I am. My weaknesses are always very clear in my mind, and I worry about my ability to do this work in such a contentious space without getting wrapped up in the contention. I worry about how best to find the balance between boldness inevitable conflict, and compassion. The hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, has been playing on repeat in my mind for the past several days, and one of the verses perfectly articulates how I feel. It says, Oh, to grace, how great a debtor, daily I'm constrained to be. Let that grace now, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. While I sometimes feel prone to wander from the God I love, I want nothing more than for him to forever seal my wandering heart to his. I want to make sure that I'm doing the best I can to point people to him. And because of the call that I feel is mine, I will continue to do my best to stand amid the conflict, confusion, and contention of the online world and teach the truths of the gospel. Jesus did not shy away from conflict, but nor did he foster contention. And we, too, can successfully navigate this tricky line between the conflict and contention surrounding truth. We, too, can learn to respond to criticism with patience and compassion instead of defensiveness or fear. We, too, can rise above our natural inclination to argue, belittle, vilify, or degrade others who might believe differently. And we, too, can place truth at the center of our interactions with others, using it not as a weapon, but as a beacon leading to the safety of our Heavenly Father's embrace. We undoubtedly live in tumultuous times in which the opposition is fierce and unrelenting. But the gospel of Jesus Christ is the way to find peace amid the storm. And as we respond to conflict in a respectful way, We will show others what it looks like to be true followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. Will you join me in this pursuit? Together, let's learn and strive to be true peacemakers. And together, let's stand. All right, my friend, your shine challenge for this week is to study President Nelson's 2023 General Conference talk entitled Peacemakers Needed with a Prayerful Heart and record any thoughts or impressions that come up as you're studying that talk, and then make a plan to implement them. This is important work we are doing, my friends. Conflict will never go away. Contention is a choice. Let's choose peace instead. 
Thanks for being here. I'll see you back here again next week. Thank you for spending a few minutes with me today. If you are ready to dive in deeper and join the stand movement, find me on Instagram at Lynette Shepard. That's two N's, two P's, and an A-R-D, or at LynetteShepard.com. If you like what you heard today, please consider sharing the show with a friend or leaving us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. That works wonders in helping us to find the people that we can help. Thank you again, and remember, you were born to stand. See you next time.